This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to yet another region of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. I'm your host, LaChina Robinson, joined by my fantastic producer, Tarika Foster-Brasby. If you have not been paying attention, the tournament has been fire. It's been lit. And the Sweet 16 has been decided. On this podcast, we are going to cover the Chicago region. We have separate podcasts for each region, and then we will release them all in one show. The four teams that have advanced for a chance to make it to the Final Four in Chicago, the number one seeded Notre Dame Fighting Irish will take on Texas A&M. The Stanford Cardinal will take on the number 11 seeded Missouri State. Congratulations to Kelly Harper and Jackie Styles, one of our favorites. So to break all of that down, um, yeah, I can't do it all myself. We are going to talk to Nell Fortner, ESPN analyst, right now. All right, fans, we are now going to talk about the Chicago region of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. And to do that, we are going to bring in one of my favorite analyst um, because of just how energetic, enthusiastic she is, but also her depth of knowledge. Please join me in welcoming. Well, first, can we get a Nell? Yes. Oh, yeah. Nell, yes. I'm on first podcast. Yes. Please join me in welcoming Nell Fortner. Welcome to the show, Nell. Oh, thanks, Latina. Uh, happy to be here. We have enjoyed uh, listening to you calling games as well as watching you in studio. Now, we are going to focus primarily on the Chicago region. But first and foremost, I know you spent your first and second rounds in Louisville with the cards. Uh, yeah. Louisville has moved on to the Sweet 16. What were your key takeaways from watching Jeff Wall's team uh, on our first weekend? Well, let me ask you, LaChina, have you called Louisville this year? I have not had Louisville this year. Okay. Well, this is my very first takeaway because this was the first time I called Louisville this year. And without a doubt, watching Asia Durr in person is much is much more exciting and fun and impressive than watching her on TV. That's my number one takeaway. Um, she is an incredible player. She's fun to watch. She makes the game look so easy, and you hear this term uh, probably overused, oh, this player lets the game come to her or lets the game come to him, whatever. Asia Durr is the epitome of letting a game come to her. Mm. <laughs> she doesn't force things, and it is, she plays it beautifully. Now, Jeff Walls was able to get um, Erica Carter back in that second game, Sam Furing as well. I'm with you on Asia Durr. I have not had Louisville this year, but I've seen her a ton in person. I even used to watch her in high school in person because uh, yeah. she's from Atlanta. But what did you think about the status of Erica Carter and Sam Furing moving on? Did you see what you feel like you needed to see from those two after um, injuries and absences in the ACC tournament? Yes, um, definitely. They did not show any ill effects of an injury. Um, and I was probably most impressed with Erica Carter because she sat the first round game out against Robert Morris, played and started the second round game, and you could not tell she was uh, coming off an injury at all. Her energy, now her shot was not there, LaChina. Like I think she ended up one of seven, something like that. But no ill effects of the injury outside of just her shot not dropping. Yeah, well, it was impressive to see what they did against Robert Morris. Obviously, Jeff Walls missed that team due to a suspension from last year's 
NCAA tournament. And then um, they crushed Michigan. I thought Kim Barnes-Rico team was going to give them a go, but just could not keep up with Louisville. The Cards will move on to play Oregon State, so that would be interesting. I think Carter's going to need that shot for sure because Scott Ruick is is a great defensive um, coach and, and will definitely be prepared to take away um, Asia Durr, if not some other options from Louisville. But let's let's focus on Chicago. Um, okay. Some very interesting matchups. The first one that stands out to me is definitely Notre Dame against Texas A&M. Um, and this is a matchup that a lot of people are looking forward to for obvious reasons. Number one and two, Arike Agumbawale and Kennedy Carter. No doubt, <laughs> two of the best scorers in the country. Um, two very explosive players. Now, in your opinion, and, and, and again, these two players are great in their own right, but which team has the better chance of taking away the other's uh, elite score? Well, that, that's a good one. That's a good question because I have so much respect for Gary Blair at Texas A&M and, and his ability and his staff's ability to game plan defensively. Um, they can, you know, they're playing a lot more man defense this year than zone as they did last year. So that gives them, I think, some um, opportunities to uh, be better defensively and more um, more ball pressure. But I tell you, you, I can't, you can't discredit anything that Notre Dame is doing this year, really, to me, on both ends of the floor. They're just so special in that, and that five-player starting lineup is outstanding. I think it's going to be just really a fun game to watch and see how each coach game plans against the other. Um, because Gary Blair is going to do something. Um, maybe it could be a little bit out of the box. Um, I'm not sure, but, it really, when it comes down to Arike Agumbawale and a Kennedy Carter, those two can get their shots no matter what kind of defense you put on them. So that's going to be a really fun game to watch and just watch the um, the strategy between both of these great coaches. Yeah, it was it was fun to watch Texas A and M. You know, obviously they move on to the Sweet Sixteen, having taken out Marquette, which is a team that most people thought had a good chance. Kaylin Keegers. Uh, senior class will end without a Sweet 16 appearance. But um, the balance for Texas A&M between, you know, I mean, Kennedy Carter obviously had 30, but Sierra Johnson contributed, Nadia, India Jones, I hope I'm saying that right, um, yeah. Shabria Washington, uh, Kayla Wells contributed, all those within the 11 to 13 range. So not quite what Notre Dame can do in terms of scoring at that uh, those positions. But Gary Blair is, you know, I would say until recent years where it seems like he's had to change his defense some to fit personnel, that's what he does, right? So I, yeah. I am so eager to see. And now, and keeping in mind also that um, these two teams met last year and Notre Dame beat Texas A&M in the regional round and then they met in 2011 where Texas A&M won the national championship game Um over Notre Dame. So it's just yeah. interesting how these teams have collided over time. Um, looking elsewhere in this region, you know, and it's, it, you know, when you get to the Sweet 16, it's like you just never know. But one thing that's a great story, in my opinion, is, is Missouri State. Um, oh, yeah. They had to go to Iowa State and beat Bill Finley's team, which is not easy to do. Kelly Harper, just such a great story in what she's done. And, they're going to take on the number two Stanford Cardinal. What do you see in this matchup uh, that you like or, or about these two stories of how these programs have arrived now? 
Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting matchup in the sense that I, I really think that Missouri State can challenge Stanford. I think that the way they're playing right now, it, it's, you know, sometimes with China it comes down to what just exactly how a team believes in themselves and what they can actually accomplish on the floor. M- Missouri State to m- is the epitome of – you know the the motivational saying for the strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. Mm-hmm. This is this is Missouri State. This is South Dakota State. These teams that are going in against the big dogs and really performing well, and and just believing in each other. Um, I think that Kelly Jolly Harper has done a phenomenal job in, in instilling that belief into her team. And then her team goes out and literally believes every shot is going in. Is that not what we saw against Iowa State the other night? Yes. I mean, the fourth quarter was ridiculous. They, I almost feel like they didn't miss a shot in the fourth quarter. So the size of Stanford might be a little bit bigger, but not really, you know, when it comes to Missouri State. I think it's going to be a matchup that's going to to be another one of those interesting coaching back and forth type of, of situation. But Kelly Jolly Harper has players that can knock shots down in critical times that can keep them in the in the ballpark with Stanford just long enough to be there at the end of the game. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, you know, it's it's dangerous this time of year to run into a team that has nothing to really lose, right? So a hot Missouri team, State, that's right. Yeah, Missouri State comes in this. It's their first appearance in the Sweet 16 since 2001. Seventh time a Missouri Valley Conference team has made it to the Sweet 16. Um, yep. The first actually since Drake in 2002. It's the third straight tournament that an 11 seed or lower mm-hmm. has made it to the Sweet 16, which speaks to the parity of women's basketball. But they're going against Stanford who was in their 12th consecutive Sweet 16 appearance and the second longest active streak behind UConn. Uh, So they've been there, done that. How much does – I'm just curious your thoughts. How much does the coaching experience or inexperience at this level count versus the players' experience or inexperience? Now, Kelly Jolly, as we know, you mentioned Kelly Jolly Harper, has had a lot, did have a lot of success as a player at Tennessee. But what do you think is it makes the biggest difference at this point? Well, I, I think I'll go back to what I was just saying. A team that that believes in themselves. Look, she look what this team has overcome. They had to win that Missouri Valley tournament to get to the NCAA tournament. That was a must win game, and they beat Drake. Then they had to, you know, to. to Continue on, they had to win. So they, they win their first round game. Then they win on the home floor. You've been in Hilton Coliseum Ooh. and playing in front of that crowd at Iowa right. State. They, they won there. Um, this, that's, this is invaluable experience for this team as far as growing their belief in what they can accomplish. I would not want to play Missouri State right now if I was Tara Vanderveer. Tara has a ton of experience. But her players don't have all those years of experience. You know, they they have some some big hiccups in the road. The forty point home loss, you know, to Oregon this year. That's still not not too far away. Um, it, there, there's things that Kelly Jolly Harper can go back and look at and show her team that how where the vulnerabilities are in Stanford, and hopefully her team can understand those and buy into it and see what they can do. I believe. Team chemistry is huge at this point in time of the year, LaChina. Yeah, I mean, in Stanford, we all know is is the one 
one seed in in basketball history. Yes, there was a lot of lot going on, but to lose to a 16 seed uh, in Harvard way back in Allison Feaster's day. So I'm sure that's not far removed from the program's mind. Now let's play if the seeds move on game, right? Oh, let me mention okay. one more thing for Missouri State. Uh, definitely great to see Jackie Styles um, on the bench for them. But let's say if seeds hold true and Notre Dame faces Stanford, what what do you see happening in the matchup between those two teams? You know, I, I Notre Dame to me is such a – more formidable opponent. I, I don't, you know, they're they're one of my favorites to to win it all. I think they're just playing at a level that is incredibly high right now. I'm I'm not sure that the that Missouri State would have the speed and quickness and uh, you know to to handle what Notre Dame throws at you. Also, Notre Dame's ability to just score consistently in the 90s like it's nothing. You know, once they get rolling, it's hard to stop that train. Um, so I think that would be a really, really tough matchup for Missouri State. Um, but you never know. Again, if they can find a way to slow them down. But I, I really like Notre Dame right now. So do I hear you saying now that you think Missouri State's going to take down Stanford? Are you calling that on Around the Rim? I'm not calling it. I'm not calling it. I'm just saying if that matchup would happen, I'm not sure that that could, <laughs> could happen. But anyway, but no, I think a Stanford – a Stanford, if it, if it was Stanford Notre Dame, I think that would be a, a really interesting matchup again because the farther you move along in this tournament, the coaching matchups intrigue me. They're just so much fun to watch. You know, I, I know how hard Tara game plans. I know how she looks at a team after just having worked with her for several years with USA Basketball. I know how she dissects and and game plans, and it's fascinating. Um, she's really just fantastic at that. So that matchup and then Muffet's, you know, what she does, that would be intriguing. Well, we know that Notre Dame will have a lot of fans traveling right down the road to Chicago, so we'll see also how that plays into all of this. Nell, anything else stand out to you about the tournament so far? Uh, great games, a lot of close games, and just a lot of fun basketball, great personal interest stories. Anything in particular stand out to you? Well, let me go back to Texas A&M real quick and Kennedy Carter because I think, you know, last year she burst onto the scene, National Freshman of the Year, phenomenal offensive player, um, gets gets no respect on the defensive end, and, and rightly so last year. She didn't wasn't too interested in the defensive end. This year she's a little more interested in the defensive end, and she's made some big plays defensively. Especially as the season's gone, you know, coming down to this point in time in the season. But what I think is most impressive is her ability to this year to incorporate her teammates and to really help them thrive offensively so it's not all on her shoulders. But at the end of the day, this is the player you want to have the ball in their hands to win a ball game for you. And she can do it, just like an Arike Goombawale can do it. These two players offensively are just phenomenal, but Kennedy Carter, I think, has grown tremendously this year as an all-around player at Texas A&M. And it's, it's fun to see. Fans, if you have not seen Kennedy Carter play, you will want to be dialed in for that game. I mean, Nell is saying everything that is so true. I mean, what a fun player to watch, but someone who's matured um, and is a pretty big point in her career. You know, she told us earlier in the season that she wants to leave a mark this year 
where people are saying about her, why doesn't she just go to the WNBA now? Now, that's a bold statement, but you know how Kennedy Carter is, right? Like, she's going to say what's <laughs> she's on her confident. mind. She does not lack in confidence. She is not <laughs> lacking in confidence at all. So that game will be on ESPN2 on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time between Texas A&M and Notre Dame. Nell, thank you so much for your time. Where can fans find you on social media, and how can they keep up with you? Yeah, Nell on Wheels. Uh, Twitter is um, at Nell on Wheels. And not that I tweet a whole lot, LaChina. I'll, I'll tweet when I feel like it's, you know, worthy, but <laughs> I'm not all over it. But I do read it, and if people tweet at me, I'm, I'm good at answering and, and, and weighing in on things. So, um, yeah, I would love to hear from people for sure. Well, thank you so much for your time, Nell, and keep up the great coverage. And one more time, Nell, yes. Nay, yes, for this whole tournament. I'm so excited. LaChina, have fun at your region. Thank you. All right, women's basketball fans. Well, we want to thank you for tuning in to this bracket breakdown, but please remember to join and to listen to all four of our regional preview podcasts. We have some amazing analysts who have joined to give you the scoop on what you should be looking forward to in the Sweet 16 and beyond. We want to thank all of you for continuing to support Around the Rim. You can follow us at Around the Rim Pod. You can follow LaChina at LaChina Robinson. You can follow me, Tarika Foster Brasby, at She Knows Sports underscore. And again, we can't wait to see you guys in Tampa at the Final Four. Until then, guys, see ya. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app. 